everyone. Welcome to the Talks with Joe podcast. I'm back with another episode. And today I have a special guest with me. Her name is Mara Liz. She's one of my yoga instructors at True Fusion when I used to go. <laughs> so Mara Liz, introduce yourself. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Yes. I am a mindset, mindfulness, and movement trainer. I help people to awaken, connect with the high self, the soul self, all the yummy goodness. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I love you. How I love how you said high self, soul self, and stuff like that. So, to people who've never heard of this before, like, um, can you get into more of like, okay, what that means to you, and then what that can mean to them? Yeah, great question. So everyone has a personal connection to a higher intelligence and there is no name. It's nameless in an ancient tradition. My training is from Ono Academy in South India and in, uh, you know, the Om, the great Om is the great I am. It's a nameless <laughs> form in whatever that is for you. It could be light, universe, spirit, creator, Yeshua, Krishna, Yin, <laughs> all the divine essence. And the, all the aspects of the universe, it is a personal relationship. So mm -hmm. higher self, the soul, you don't even need to more so really identify with the name. It's a personal relationship. Yeah. And um, this, you mentioned South India. That's so awesome. Did you, is that where you first had your awakening or when did your healing journey begin? Woo! I will. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. And yes. I have always been on a spiritual path since I was very young. Um, I grew up in a non-denominational community called Unity. It's a unity movement. Maya Angelou studied there. You know, Michael Beck, Bernard Beckwith is like a sister church of unity. Uh, so I always grew up with the awareness that all paths lead to the source. Lead. There's the respect of the ancient traditions and it's different for each, but to develop a connection and to know that universe is all prevailing. I've always had that. I, I learned to meditate when I was like five. They taught us in, you know, in church, my Sunday school was like, we learned how to meditate. <laughs> and um, so having that upbringing and having such a spiritual gangster of a mother, <laughs> I, um, I naturally uh, here in Las Vegas around 2000, you know, nine or maybe a little bit sooner 2004 ish 2005 I've always just always been on a spiritual journey and I was introduced to the oneness university which was um it's like the founder I wouldn't say the founder but it's the deep lineage of Sriyama Bhagavan and they give Diksha and Diksha is an invocation to help awaken humanity and so in Las Vegas I would turn I would attend these these gatherings where we would give a blessing, where we'd receive a blessing. And then I would get, I just got the instant call to go to India. And I traveled there since 2013. And I'll never forget my, my experience of awakening in the sense that uh, I was, I was in India, we were taking this bus uh, uh, to the huge vortex. Uh, it's a beautiful <laughs> temple and it's this marble stored floor and my very first step on this divine energy vortex, I like went zoom, like this energy hit my forehead. And I like, I don't know where I was the rest of the day. I was like in thought, I was in and out of sleep. I was like feeling everything. And it was 
it was I wasn't the only one that felt this like my also friends and peers they felt forms of awakening where it was physical and it's not always physical for everyone but mm-hmm. in that sense I literally felt like my pineal gland like pulsing in like a literal like movement in my middle brow and like like a like a sacred surgery oh. <laughs> and the rest of my journey there in India for my first time um it's like a 21 day course awakening and I've been traveling since back and forth. Um, But that day I just was like witnessing the mind and watching myself as an observer and going in and out of like Mm -hmm. processes. And yes, my journey from India is, is, is the foundation much of what I teach in the yoga studio in all my workshops in um, all that I offer is the mystical, ancient esoteric teachings from ancient India that are time proven life hacks, but very practical, mm-hmm. like very, you know, everyday yeah. tools. And you attended some of my workshops, very yeah. practical at the same time. Breath is powerful, you know, movement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All your workshops and meditations and your yoga classes are just all so magical. So like when you <laughs> say like that area between your brows is like your third eye is awakened, like, okay, it opened up and you all of a sudden just like, saw everything you know like it was the bigger yeah. perspective of things so like that's kind of how um I look at it anyways <laughs> and it's a never-ending journey you know like once you wake and they say it's like the journey just starts you know it's like yeah. you see all your shiznit and then you know you work through that you know you get, yeah. to, you get to see even more and it's 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 the work we get to do Yeah, the work is pretty exciting because like when I first went through my quote unquote awakening, I was just like, okay, I could either continue down this path and repeat the same exact patterns continuously or shift it to something different so I can um, optimize my life. Like what do I want in my life and what steps can I take to get there versus this same path that will lead me in circles pretty much. Yeah, that is it's a gift. And, you know, all of us, it's like common threat. It's like awakening, you know, wokeness, like, you know, it's just, it's not a trend. It's the now, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. You just said that. That is so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) And to you, um, what is the purpose of mindfulness and meditation? Since you mentioned you were, you taught, you were taught how to meditate at five. A lot of us, we don't need, we don't even know how to sit still at five. You know, (laughs) like I, didn't learn how to meditate until maybe two years ago. So like, what does like, what is mindfulness and meditation to you? And um, what is the purpose of all of it? You know, there is a distinction in my experience, the mindfulness is being the observer, it is being, it's the emotional intelligence of seeing the thoughts that come through being ultimately present. And really, when you're present, there is a state of meditation, it doesn't need for you to be in the Himalayas meditating. That that is a form of reversion of meditation where there can be no thought, but really the meditation is being completely immersed in what is here, what is now. And Mm -hmm. that is a constant practice for me. Even today I was in the shower and I was thinking, 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 and I'm like, oh, I looked at my hands in the soap and I'm like, I'm here, like, (laughs) let me be here, you know? And then there was instant joy and that's, why I'm so passionate to teach and why I became certified as an advanced oneness trainer, what it was Mm -hmm. called then, and um, in continuing teaching and spreading not only the message, but helping people to literally help awaken and heal. Because when we are so lost in our own unconscious hurts, unconscious behaviors, 
and roots and programs that date back to when we were in our mother's womb, when we were up to, you know, six hours of birth, up to five years. There's so much programming mm-hmm. that is is embedded you know it's like epigenetics they say you know it's not the lineage that passes down is not just from our mother and father it's from our ancestors and we take mm-hmm. on the traumas of those yeah. who come before us and so there's so much that affect how we react in the world and if we're so unconscious of why we're so resistant why we can't help why we can't help ourselves in these relationships why we're not creating abundance yeah the the root is our own subconscious unconscious beliefs and programming and if we can't see what they are how can we how can we create and live our full potential in this life oh yeah hurt and throwing mm-hmm. up on everybody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my purpose and passion is to help people to heal and awaken, to clear and see and to have fun doing it, you know, to oh, move. Yeah. I implement movement because I am a dancer. I am a performer. I have an entertainment background. And because I've always been so connected to this inner self, I've always used my relationship with the source, with my higher divine I've always connected and felt so deeply that everything always turned out like more than I can ever imagine because my relationship with myself was always there. And so I help people build that friendship. Yeah. Build that friendship with God and yourself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) the same. God needs you. You need God. We are the hands in the feet. Yeah. We co-create. We work together. (laughs) Right. We are God. I am God. Yes. Yeah. And I like how the story you were saying, like when you're in the shower and you look at your soap and you're just like, okay, I am here. And then that's kind of like me thinking too, when let's say I'm having a very, very bad day. And then also recognizing like, okay, this is a bad day, not a bad life. I am here. I am sitting on my bed, even though I am crying. This is a human emotion Mm. and I am grateful for it. And like you said, being the observer of your thoughts, being the observer of your emotions and then like, you know, let yourself feel and then detach from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very powerful. And it is liberating. It is ultimately liberation. That's, that's the root of why we came. It's to number one, to love, learn how to love and to forgive. And Mm -hmm. there is a liberation within the self when you can accept your social status right now, when you can accept your body right now. And you can accept like the F ups, right? Like there's nothing wrong with like feeling guilty or afraid or angry. It's when you can acknowledge and accept it and be like, yep, I'm a bitch right now. (laughs) And like, like, oh, look at me being a bitch, excuse my language, but oh, look at me. Like there's, look at me being greedy right now. Look at me being so selfish. Mm -hmm. Like, like, oh, I'm, I'm being selfish right now. And then there's like a there's like this freedom, like this joy that it's like, oh, this is just a personality that's rising. And I can accept that instead of resist the truth of that moment right there. And there's that, there's the freaking joy. I laugh, like I was angry or I was even feeling sad. And I was like um, in a meditation and like kind of cried. And then even in that emotion of like sadness of like where, I, where I'm at in my life and my relationships, mm-hmm. I like witnessed so much joy because I felt so connected to myself because I allowed myself to feel that sadness. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful moment. Like I was crying and laughing at the same time. 
<laughs> yeah. Like actually right before this call, I was meditating. And then typically like I tend to release a lot during meditation. Like I cry, but today I found myself laughing. I found myself <laughs> giggling. I was like, this is weird. This is so different. And then I kind of think like, okay, happiness is also an emotion, you know, yeah. like um, laughing is part of an emotion. So I was like, this is, isn't different from crying. So I like, okay, I'm laughing right now. And I think this is weird, but I am being present with it because yes. I, <laughs> I, there's a reason why I'm laughing right now. Cause I think I was thinking about my younger self and how like my five-year-old self and how funny she was because she couldn't smile for her damn life for pictures. <laughs> like I have the ugliest smiles and I didn't know why, like I was being shown that during meditation, but I just couldn't help but laugh. Like oh seeing God. how much I've grown since then. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I'm so glad you shared that with me. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's, it's so true. We can be so unconscious of like just being what we are with our children. You know, yeah. Like yeah. Self. We're all like just inner children. And then um, I read a book. It said like, if you're having difficulty forgiving yourself or forgiving other people, like let's say you refuse to forgive, the book says like to, um, if you view everyone as a child, including yourself, it's so much easier to forgive them because they're all still learning. They're all still growing. They're also on their journey. So like, you know, you're more compassionate towards children. So like if you view yourself as a child or you view someone else as a child, then it's so much easier to forgive. Mm, all the day, all the time. Yeah. It's a very strong teaching is when, especially with our parents, because our parents are always doing the best they can, you know, mm -hmm. there's no manual of like how, how to do this, how to do that. Should I spank? Should I not? I mean, there are books, but like how to keep your children awake conscious. Cause when we're children, we're the closest to the divine. When we're in the mother's womb, it's said that we're like sages because we are just entering from the ether into the physical and we are the closest to the divine. So as children, you know, you see like infants feel like, or like sea angels or, you know, um, ancestors. And it's so important to witness that, you know, when we are children, our parents or those who, who helped raise us are, are, you know, programming from mm -hmm. a sense of their own best. And so when we grow up, if we have hurts toward our parents or those who've raised us, we, we have that practice to see them as like children too, just in grown mm -hmm. bodies. Like we are children with hurts and fears and anxieties that we've kept over the years and we're just in adult bodies. So when you can yeah. see our parents and our, the, and like, you know, maybe those who of course trigger us as like children who grew up with these hurts and these insecurities and they're just expressing from that space. Yeah, yeah, totally, exactly. And then, you know, it's our job as adults to like pretty much nurtured those part of parts of us that didn't get what we needed when we were younger mm -hmm. it is and not <laughs> expect it from anybody else which is the practice right oh yeah I learned that the hard way always looking for love externally when mm -hmm. it was just right here all along <laughs> yeah yeah Woo, that's a big one and, and not even more like to look for it externally like I've even seen myself expect it. Like, no, it should be this. A man needs to treat me that way because they're a man. Yeah. Like, I'm, the one that, I'm the one, you know, it's the teacher. It's like, you're the one that gets hurt when you have these expectations. Oh, How can yeah. anybody fulfill them? Like, it's not them. They're not hurting you. It's you 
having such a high expectation that they weren't programmed to fulfill. So yeah. you're the one that needs to deal with that hurt. Yeah. And then those expectations, you're kind of like projecting that onto them. Like, oh, they need to do this. I expect them to do this. Otherwise, you know, um, I'm going to be mad, but you never even express, or I personally, I never even ex- like express my expectations towards them, yeah. you know, like, yeah. and then yeah. I just <laughs> expect them to be a man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then probably like, like you ever heard of like, you know, how you kind of attract your mirror, you just attract. Oh, yeah. 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 So then, you know, when I have those expectations, I don't meet those expectations. Is there a part of me that's not meeting my own expectation? Like, oh, if I want to um, be a better communicator and then I'm expecting this from this other person, well, am I a good communicator? So I always kind of bring it back to me whenever I try to control somebody else, because I know there's no way I can ever do that. That's a great insight and great practice. You know, I was just thinking that this morning too, day of revelations, right? This morning I was like, I need to date myself. Like I've, you know, I'm in a great partnership right now and we are always growing ourselves, especially in communication. And I'm like, I want, and this is even prior to my partner. I'm a, and that's even what allowed that this partnership to take place because I knew that I must do the work and become the woman I want to date. Like the man, you know, not necessarily the man I want to do, but you get it. Like I must feel like, I am empowered within my own self, embodying the energy and and qualities that I seek in a partnership. And that automatically magnifies. And it did. And it's just like, now we're in another growing, growing level. And it's like, well, I, I must be this reliable, successful state, like not successful, like all crazy corporate. And it could be in that sense, but more Mm -hmm. so like to feel independent and secure, not like depend on mm-hmm. like the partnership to sustain that. I am the one to embody that freedom, that leadership, yeah. that date, like treat myself to a beautiful restaurant because I deserve it. Like yes, I <laughs> myself, you know? Yeah. And then it also like makes me think of like, okay, there's a reason why I'm always like attracting these other people. Like or attractive to them because there are qualities in them that I wish I possessed in myself. Like, mm-hmm. let's say they're very independent and then I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to go after that because this is not what I have in myself, but it's also what I desire for myself. So like practicing, like, okay, what do I not like about this um, other person? And what do I do like? And then, you know, kind of like learning from them and then using it for practices for my own personal growth. Yes. Everything, everyone, it gets everyone is that gift for us to see our own qualities and ones we don't like about ourselves yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) and then so going back to like relationship with god source um so how can one develop their own um relationship to a god or source that uh they could resonate with Mm, i love this i was just thinking this too um, again, in the shower, <laughs> Today, <laughs> I was just like in gratitude, you know, just, the water number one is just incredibly sacred when you can just be washed from the earth and spirit and just be in that space of gratitude in, in today. I was just thinking, I'm so grateful that I've cr- cultivated such a deep friendship with the divine. And so I always share that again, this is also from my teachings and trainings in India, that even if you don't have 
a relationship. You could be agnostic, you could be, you know, atheist. It doesn't even matter. It is you connecting with a relationship. It be your mother, your father, your grandfather, your grandparents, a close relative, and anyone that you feel really close to, and relate that to the divine to mm-hmm. to to create a friendship and talk to universe source as if they were your friend. That is the highest form of authenticity because the universe does not judge. I swear with my divine, I'd be like, I can freaking punch this girl right now. Like I like talk to my divine, like she's my freaking bestie and she is. And I interchangeably, I relate to the divine as masculine and feminine comes as Jesus Christ. I call him my brother. Yeshua comes as the divine mother Isis from ancient Egypt. And, you know, uh, there's Ganesha, who is the divine aspect of clearing obstacles, God, source, universe. And so when you can relate to the divine as your friend, it becomes easier to be yourself. It becomes even like a gift to know that externally, there is nobody who else can, who can fulfill that role other than your inner self. There's no one closer to you than your highest soul self. And mm-hmm. so even in my partnership, my partnership, he comes second. My number one is the divine. My divine is my highest, best mm-hmm. friend. I and, <laughs> uh, yeah. I speak to my divine so honestly because she knows what I'm going through. He knows that this is difficult. My highest self, when I can be so open, my heart flowers. When I say I have, you know, words unattached, just just brain dump, you know, they would say, but voice dump. I just express what I'm feeling in all authenticity and the divine can come quick. The divine can help miraculously. It's like when you're talking to your doctor, you're not lying about this doesn't hurt. This is not the problem. You know, you're not lying about where the body needs help. You're telling the doctor exactly what you need, exactly where you, when you're seeking. (laughs) So you tell your divine, like, dude, this you know, like I'm not even one for saying this sucks, but I'm authentic. I'm like, this isn't working right now. You need to help me. Like I'm suffering this, this pattern that keeps happening. I don't know where this pattern is from, but I need to be freed from it. You need to help me. And I speak it to like a demanding force in terms of authority because you and the divine are one and you're serious. So I ask for help and I say, thank you for helping clear the root of where this this insecure where this block is I need your help please help me and that's when you ask like I mean asking is a huge huge form form of the formula because how can the divine how can the angels how can the universe help you if you're not even asking them to like you need that invitation for them to come in and swoop in and be like yes like your best friend your best friend is like there you know your highest self is there when you say yo, please help me. I like need, please grace me. And so I always say that in your authenticity is everything you're being integrity with yourself because, because when you're yourself, I mean, the doors flood open, there's no judgment toward what you are in the moment. The universe can help you because you're being honest with where you are and you're not hiding anything. Like I'm so effing honest with my Lord. Yeah. In everything, especially like in the most intimate parts of myself, even when I'm making love, I'm talking to my Lord, like she's yeah. right there, I'm just giving her gratitude. I'm praising her. I'm just, I, she's everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and all that I do, I'm always asking the divine to come in through me and speak. And that's why 
I'm so passionate also. And that's why I love what I do. I know what I do is a gift because my, my divine is the one that's gifting through me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I really do see it where like, um, the divine moves through you, especially through your classes, because like the first time I attended your class, I had no idea. I'm just like, oh my gosh, chakra yoga sounds like fun. I'm going to go tonight just to see how it is. And I felt like I got so much more out of it than what I expected. It's just like the things you say, like you say a bunch of affirmations um, during the practice. And then it really does, like I said, the divine moves through you. It feels like you're channeling these messages from a higher source. Mm -hmm. Like, what does this class today need to hear from me? And then um, I think I I forgot what exactly what I heard, but it's just like, can I accept um, where I'm at today, like with my mop, with my body, and then just, I guess, like, just accept where I am at today. And then can I give my permission to let go and then, and just say, I am worthy, and Mm -hmm. I am deserving. And then I just in the middle of the class, I think I just started crying. I'm just like, this class is amazing. And then so every class after that, I continued and went and then I felt felt like I healed a little bit more each time. So you've been a huge part of my healing Mm -hmm. like process. (laughs) That means so much. Thank you for recognizing. Thank you for showing up. You know, yeah, I always witness it's like the people who show up are those who are ready. And it's with every instructor with any event. It's when you show up, it's the soul that's showing up you know, you're showing up on behalf of what's innate in you that is resonating. And so thank you for, for answering the call, you know, like (laughs) I'm here because the people are there asking and that's the only reason, right? Like that class came about because the collective consciousness in Las Vegas and the confusion was asking for, I mean, I was the only instructor at one point ever teaching chakra yoga there in uh, Las Vegas. I know there are other teachers, but in a studio, like nobody else is teaching it. I mean, the class is not right. Is there not there right now? Because I was the only one who taught it. I created co-created that class for the studio. And that means the people are ready. So I just want to say thank you because it wouldn't, I wouldn't be there if you weren't, if you weren't the one asking for it on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss your classes, like, honestly, so much. I haven't been back. I was like, if Mariliz is not there, I don't really want to go back for a moment. Um, Thank you for helping. Thank you for saying that because I'm feeling the call again, January, 2021. And I'll be teaching a lot more, especially. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'll, I'll be doing online, but I'll do be doing some outdoor, but um, you know, with all the things that is are uncertain, it's just, yeah. the, just committed to just staying committed to your body and your practice. Yeah. I'll be teaching some online. Yeah. And I, especially right now, since like, there's another reason why I'm not going just because like, okay, where we're at right now, like I need to be present with the situation and I can't just be like out there, but, um, but that's just like my perspective, but I'm excited for when that does happen again. And I'll definitely, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, I always participate in whatever you do. I I love you. You've shown up so much to the millennial meditations. You see me outside the studio. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And um, so like when we're talking about mindfulness and especially for beginners, because I know like the ego, fear and anxiety, they're just so loud. Like how can we overcome those to really listen to the divine, to get the messages and listen to our higher self when those external forces, like maybe the more quote unquote negative um, aspects just come into play? So number one, we, (laughs) 
we get to acknowledge that we're human, right? And what that means is that with humanity, we have a mind and the mind can be loud. And so, and the mind has this, we have a self, like until we become, you know, super enlightened one with like all that is like what we are right now, but in true alignment where we don't have to think and the divine just streams through. We are not there yet, but right now we have a self that wants and there's nothing wrong with that. So number one is acknowledgement that like, okay, the mind is there and it wants and it's loud and I'm not going to resist that. Like the more we resist, it creates suffering. Like the Mm -hmm. ego is going to be there, but I'm not going to reject that ego. Because what creates the suffering is in the loud monkey mind is people want to reject, like, I don't want to think that way or, oh, so loud. Like, oh, I can't, I can't be quiet. I can't sit. I can't do, I can't meditate because you're, you're not allowing yourself to be human. The mind is freaking loud. I teach meditation and I still sit at my altar at night and I'm like going so many thoughts. I'm like, where the freak did I just go the last five minutes? (laughs) But I'm okay with it because that's the work. I'm not, I'm not an ex, like, I'm not the enlightened meditator. Like I sit and I watch the thoughts and it's like the witness of them is the meditation. It's like, can I accept that that's happening? And once you accept it, the mind stops. If they say the mind is like the thief in the night, the moment you watch it, the moment it stops. Mm -hmm. So the moment you can see it, the moment it puts the freaking all the knife down, you know, it just, it's the thief in the night. You see it and then boom, it's away. Yeah. So for those who are struggling or like um, with ego and mental mind clutter, I always like to take a practice of like, can I take six breaths? Six breaths, like real simple six breaths. I do this in my relationship all the time. We're like, da 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 da. And I'm like, can we take six breaths? And we do. <laughs> and number one, oxygen and taking a, a pause. And you know, you I do this everywhere. Like even when there's like, I'm at an event and it's loud and whatever. I just breathe out. I let my belly rise and I'm like, and I just let myself breathe for this express. Regardless mm-hmm. of that, what you're allowing yourself to do is take a, a, a take real action in stopping, in resetting, in creating flow of energy from the base of the spine up through the pineal gland, up through the head, and releasing. You're letting your body come back to homeostasis. Six breaths is powerful, and just allowing yourself to take those moments to yourself, it's not always easy because you just want to blurt out or you just want to like go and do something and avoid what's in the head. Regardless, one or two, one and two are interchangeable. It's you're taking those six breaths and as you breathe in, exhale, you're, you're choosing to be right here. Like, okay, the mind is loud. Then what happens after that? Like you're present, you're back to where you were. You're just back. And it's like, okay, I want this, you know? And then you just feel that it's like, there's just nothing wrong with wanting. We have a self, so fulfill yourself because when you actually fulfill the things that you desire, you grow, you grow spiritually and you inspire other people because you're going after what you want. Mm -hmm. And we all actually must be wealthy. So our wealth generates circulation and it it moves, people are moved by our own energy because we give back. Really true wealth is not just financial, but obviously it's the circulation and consciousness. So Mm -hmm. once, when we continue to fulfill ourselves, we grow and activation of joy increases. We become more of ourself. So in those times of ego and struggle, you just must 
awareness that you're human and that you're okay. It's okay. Like people yeah. are, people, everyone experiences that you're not alone and to accept it. Like, yeah, I'm human. And the mind is loud. What's next? Okay. <laughs> breath. Oh, I'm here. I'm in the body. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gratitude is always like a formula of mm-hmm. all things. It's just like, I watch myself when I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm so selfish. I'm being so selfish right now. And I'm like automatically grateful. Like, oh my God, thank you, God, for letting me see this. Thank you so much. This is what it feels like to be selfish right now. Like, or when something happens to me and it's like not what I wanted and it hurts or something automatic. I mean, my mom was the greatest teacher. Everything that happened, my mom was like, thank you, God. And I was like, right away, I'm like, oh, thank you, God. This is what it feels like to be in this position. Now I know how women feel like in this position. And it's like, wow, like, thank you. And it switches the F like, oh, this is what it feels like to feel like there's lack. Oh, this is what it feels like to have a lack mentality. Wow. Like now I know, boom, thank you. You know, like over it onto the next present, like, (laughs) and not even necessarily needing to go on, but I'm like, it's done. Like, I don't have the anxiety anymore. I'm not trying to like be something else right now. Yeah. Gratitude definitely shifts it. As soon as you say, thank you for the experience. Thank you. This is what it's like to be human. And like me acknowledging that I am not in this alone because this is a human emotion and I brought here to experience it. So this is nothing to be ungrateful for because like, let's say we're it's an inevitable, inevitable to experience trauma in lives. Like we will experience loss and we will experience joy too. Like it Mm -hmm. coexists with each other. So like to say, thank you for the good moments, but say um, no, thank you to the bad moments is, you know, you know, the universe doesn't see it that way. They just see thank you for like everything, not just Mm -hmm. the good, but for the bad too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what is the bad and what is the good, right? Like yeah, it's they like, don't even, yeah, they don't even know. Like, <laughs> or right. they do, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just for us, you know, our soul is calling it for it. That's what happens. You know, we ask for something, boom, here's like, okay, here's rejection. Here's like, here's the door that closes so you can go over here. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, my soul said it wanted this. Yeah, and it's just like asking for strength. And strength is such a tricky thing to ask for because they could bring you situations that really test how strong you are like really Mm -hmm. difficult situations to test how strong with you are so like um yeah so like instead of asking for strength maybe asking for like something else but yeah but (laughs) I don't know I know with that (laughs) the same thing goes they say uh if you want to be patient don't pray don't pray for patience (laughs) yeah Yeah, but it always goes back to the self. Okay, like being present, like, where am I right now? And then like, if there's something that I want to go towards or achieve, like, don't remember that your God is there, your God is to help you co create, and then it's up to you to like, um, co create too, and then be in that position to like, Uh, visualize what it looks like and who's with you and then really talk in the present sense as you already have it if there's something that you really want to achieve and you're not in that situation right now like eventually you will is coming into acceptance of where you are and that doesn't mean that you're just completely okay with where you are but you're accepting it in order to move forward all the things yes (laughs) and it's like it's like taking everything with like 
when joy comes so naturally when you're open to when you're seriously like open to allowing for everything to be what it is like you're like oh that's okay like okay yeah okay this is where I'm at and then like it's funny it's so funny to me like it really is when I see like the insecurities arise within me or when I see like this is the game I get to play. Oh, look at the gift this person is giving me. This person's showing me how hurt I am right now. Like this person's showing me how I can't stand being told what to do. This person is showing me like, what a freaking like stubborn person I can be. And like, I'm just like, oh, this is fun. Look at this, look at this little child that didn't get to heal and it's he get this person's bringing that healing out right now. It's freaking fun. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like out to the next, you're like, who, who else is like, I'm ready. Like, sometimes you need to take a pause because you're just seeing all your shit. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, this is, this is another gift. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't, I, need, I didn't forgive. Like, I'm still hurt from that. Like, oh, wow. Thank you so much, God, for letting me see like how, how insecure, how hurt, how, how afraid I've been. Like the yeah. little child that wants to heal that. Yeah, I totally get what you mean too. Because like in every situation, like before, I would be scared of getting hurt whenever like I meet new people, like let's say friendships, because I've been abandoned in my friendships in the past. Like, okay, like every new person is going to do that to me. Or like, let's say relationship, oh, I'm just going to get hurt. But instead of looking at it that way, what can this person, what value can this person bring to me? What mm. can, um, what gift can they give to me? Like you said, and then, um, just kind of shifting that perspective and it becomes so much more exciting to get into um, different relationships, whether it's friendships or um, romantic partnerships. It's just kind of because you're shifting your perspective of like, oh, instead of like, I'm going to get hurt from this. What can I learn from this? What can they bring to me? What value can they bring to me? And it just changes from there. Like ever since I learned that, I'm just like, wow, like, thank you to everyone in my past for hurting me because it brought me to where I am now. And then it feels so much more and like, like I feel more free and I feel more abundant because of those situations. Mm. It's, it's all fire. It's all the work we get to, to alchemize. Like if that's alchemy, we're literally freeing the, the, the ether. We're freeing the physical body, the causal body, the emotional, mental, spiritual bodies. We're lighting it on an alchemical fire we're liberating ourselves becoming lighter because we're letting go of the sludge that's weighed us down yes yes all the things <laughs> Mariliz, i appreciate you so much and like everything you say everything that comes out of you is always so beautiful like it's just like literally like the divine moves through you and then i'm getting warm right now just talking about it because that's oh, how much you. i love you <laughs> I so thank so you. Yeah. So do you have any last message um, to our audience? Like um, when, let's say like about the divine, about my mindfulness, meditation or anything like that? Oh, yeah. So, so many things, especially during this season and when things can be uncertain, the greatest form of recognition, and it's, it's a training, it's a muscle, is to there's a form of protection, protecting your own innate knowing that the universe is always working for you. So on a collective level, when you know that only good can come out from what can be seemingly chaos in your own personal life, on a collective level, there's a greater calling 
to recognize it so that we don't add to the fear, so that we don't add to the chaos of like what, you know, the world may pro- be projecting because mm-hmm. let's face it. Yeah. Fear sells in the media and we, we to keep like, there's so much more good happening in the world, like so much more helping people in the world, so many more miracles happening that could ever be reported. And so a form of protection, I always, especially when times, especially during Halloween, which is like a crazy time, because even like the spirits of like, we're like conjuring these evil spirits. Like Halloween is a funny, is a funky holiday. We're like dressing up like goblins and stuff. But I mean, the, what I want to get back to is there's a form of keeping yourself in the light so that you sit in a hibernative mood of like this sucks right now or like the world needs us more than ever to freaking show up to shine to express ourselves because that's what breaks through the mold of this ugly unconscious pattern of fear and limited belief Mm -hmm. and the way to do that is to be creative and to move I will say oh my god I've there's so many ways I was saying um protection first I I always say something like, thank you for your protection. In ancient Sanskrit, I always say, Jai Bolo, healing, or shielding and protecting. Sri Yama Bhagavan Ki Jai. I, it's like, thank you, Amma Bhagavan, the divine feminine and masculine, for protecting me and shielding me when I go, especially in Las Vegas, when I go into casinos, when I go anywhere, I'm always like, thank you for your protection because, because our energy affects everyone. Mm-hmm. So I'm always making sure that I am staying in my zone, that I am feeling connected, that I don't allow for other people's projections that are not mine to become my own because I'm, I'm my own, I'm my own source of, of fountain of light. Right. So (laughs) that form of protection, thank you universe for keeping me in alignment with myself. That's an affirmation. That's a prayer. Thank Mm -hmm. you universe for blessing me with a supportive group environment that keeps me uplifted. Boom. Thank you universe for protecting me as I, go into this situation and keeping me thankful, keeping me grateful. Thank you so much for reminding me of all the good that's taking place. Like always being in gratitude, not just in gratitude, but giving yourself that extra boost of staying in your light. Another thing is definitely movement. Get walking in the sun, vitamin D, I'm taking (laughs) zinc, magnesium, uh, (laughs) movement. Right before I started, I was dancing my ass off. I like had Coldplay playing and I was like, uh, uh, uh. movement <laughs> is incredibly powerful. Like shaking the body, this, 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 literally so much science behind all the energetic um, stagnation that you're letting go of because the mind is one thing, the body is another, and the body needs to catch up with your spiritual acceleration. So yeah. you, need to, you need to move somehow, yeah. walk, jog, but I Dancing is my number one meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like do move your body in the ways that is most fun to you. Yes. In- incredibly important. That is medicine. And um, I don't know, take yourself in a closet, let yourself scream, let yourself shake, like do what you do to release what was holding you back unconsciously. And that could be anything. You, you're you just like in a space of like, oh, the ego is so loud. You're like, shake it up. <laughs> like, okay, done. Like, move. Get your body moving. Yes. Yes, 100%. So um, where can people find you? Do you have any upcoming events um, yeah. soon that, you know, they would like to join? And if you guys like haven't experienced experienced Miralis's meditation, I highly recommend it. It is amazing. It is magic. 
I love that you, thank you so much. The winter solstice, December 21st, I'm leading a movement and meditation workshop. And that is my gift. So that will be a donation-based event from 6 p.m. to 7.15 online Zoom. And in January, I'll be doing a, a nice boot camp, a supercharged boot camp for the soul. And that will be open to everyone. And, and I'll be leading a course, an eight-week journey into the new year. Because this is an accelerating time. And these are the times we are being called forth to go through. So that means transformation. Yes. And so I'll be guiding an eight week journey. Um, and that will happen twice next year. So eight weeks of full on community healing, unconscious roots. You can find me on mariliz.com and at mariliz. I'm sure you have my name on yes. Instagram as well as Yen City. Yin City is global, not just Vegas. Yin City, baby. It's the light, right? Yin yes. and yin, it's the divine and masculine. It's the city of life inside the inner body in the temple. So Vegas is the root, but it is a global awareness. Yes. And then I'm going to include all your information in the show notes. So people know where to find you and people yeah. can join your bootcamp workshop <laughs> that yeah, sounds amazing honestly like that's something I'm considering as well so <laughs> yes 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 eight week journey and that will take place like around February but January is the five day like boom oh nice okay Mariliz, thank you so much for joining the show so I appreciate much you so much so much love so much fun <laughs> And guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and feel free to reach out with any questions. As always, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.